Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam and Matthew, and we haven't had Matthew on before, but I think he came up in one of the podcasts when Adam talked about the idea of having him on the show to talk about Abel Ferrara movies. And we decided, I forget what film it was, it might have been Miss 45 or some other movie where we decided maybe we're going to go down this Abel Ferrara rabbit hole a bit and a bit of a crime rabbit hole. We might do like Death Wish and things like that. So today we're doing King of New York, which stars Christopher Walken. This is a 1990 film, you know, as stated, directed by Abel Ferrara and written by Nicholas St. John. It's, you know, it's, it's a kind of glamorous gangster movie uh, that I think is like very night. Like it, 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 this movie looks and feels like 1990 to me. Uh, that's something that really leapt out at me when I was watching it. Uh, it's it's kind of a cult classic, would you guys say? I know that, Matthew, you were mentioning that it, it was sort of more of a video story yeah. than a film movie. Um, yeah, so- yeah, it's it's not like Once Upon a Time in America, but it, it's it's well regarded as a gangster movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that... Uh, um, it's it's definitely one that like when I mention it to people like I like during the week, I, I just mentioned to people that I knew that, you know, uh, that we were going to maybe be doing King of New York and they would instantly quote, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, what was it like room service, motherfucker, you know, like those kinds of those kind of lines. Uh, so I get I just get the impression that it's like a lot of people have seen it, but it's not a movie that you see talked about a lot. And it's one of those movies where if you like a lot of times for these podcasts, I'll go on to YouTube so that I can look up like examinations of the movie so I can learn more about it or whatever. Like sometimes people will put up uh, little mini documentaries from the DVDs or there'll be, uh, you know, interviews with the directors or people just kind of exploring like theories about the movies. And this was one where most of what I saw was trailers and clips. And occasionally you would find an interview here or there, but it was kind of harder to really find anything. So... Um, and Matt, I know this is your first time on, so maybe we'll start with Adam, go to you, and then go to me. But just initial impressions, what did you think of this movie? If you had any experience with it in the past, what were those? Yeah, I I had not actually seen this before somehow. Like 1990 was when I graduated and I was busy with stuff, and I, it just blew past me. But yeah, I, you're right. It, for a movie that got a minimal theatrical release. This was kind of a name brand movie. It's like, I've always heard of this movie. It, it must've done really well on video. I mean, I, cause yeah, I, I know I've, I've talked about it a lot in the past with people, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I, I don't think it's in the same category as bad Lieutenant, which is just absolutely amazing classic. But this, this is, this, this is definitely worth watching. I, I felt like, the plot is a little fragmentary in places, but just the performances in it are so good. It's fantastically directed. As you say, I agree completely. This in the same way when we watched uh, Ms. 45, I was like, I was in New York around this time period, and it really captured the feel of the, you know, around 1980 or so, whenever it was made, it had that feel. And this, by contrast, really felt like New York around 1990. So, yeah, that's just, Ferrara just really just has a feel for the city. There's no question. He's he's able to just bring it across. But, yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, oh, that's that's my first impression. I won't go okay. that, so I'll uh, pass it over for now. 
Matt, what about you? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I wasn't there in 1990, but I knew people who had just gotten from there when mm -hmm. I was student painting in college. There was this one Chinese guy, so he was living in Chinatown, <laughs> oh. and uh, he, he saw machine gun battles, so um, I, I, sometimes I think people think this movie is exaggerated, but I don't think it is. Um, and this is about the time the, the Westies were being wiped out by the police. So organized crime was actually kind of coming to a close, the classic versions of it yeah, at that time. and. Uh, but I, I just saw video posters for it, and I, it was critically acclaimed for sure. That it was the beginning of, you know, Abel Ferrara like we think of him. Because then it's just one masterpiece after another after this movie. Mm. And this mm -hmm. is a pretty damn good movie. So, you know, it's a minor classic. That's minor how I kind of look at it. It's a good yeah. trend. Yeah, yeah, and so, so I, I this is a film that I've seen before uh, because, uh, I, and again, somebody from Lynn can maybe help me with this, but I believe our video store was West Coast Video, and I remember, go, you know, whenever I would go there, this was one of the movies that would be there, and eventually it lured me enough because we were back in the '90s, like Christopher Walken. It was probably, I probably saw it like a couple of years after because I feel like it's when Christopher Walken was blowing up and everything, and I, if I remember, that must have been like around the time of just before, just after Pulp Fiction. Um, and so we were just trying to walk, like there was a movie about him as like an angel. I think he played the angel Gabriel or something in some kind of apocalyptic movie. And we even saw that, like just like any prophecy. movie that he was in. Yeah, Prophecy, thank you. Prophecy, we, we, yeah. We, yeah, we would watch anything with Christopher Walken in it because he was always entertaining, even if the movie was bad. And so that mm -hmm. the, the two main reasons I remember <laughs> wanting to see it was because he was in it and because I just assumed it was a regular mafia movie. And... I think what's interesting about it is, and this is kind of to, to Matthew's point, it's not a regular mafia movie. It feels almost more like a classic gangster movie to me, where you have yeah. like the real rise and fall of the get, like like the uh, like, you know, just yeah. like those like Public Enemy Number One or uh, the original Scarface or even like the remake. Just that style of larger than life, uh, you know, really living it up. But like you were saying, people say it's yeah. exaggerated. It's epic. But it's but an it's, epic. It's epic. But it's it's not as exaggerated as people think, because I was I, I was looking up interviews with Abel Ferrara and he said it was one, it was inspired by Terminator. So obviously that is an exaggeration of real life. But two, it was inspired by people like John Gotti, which was all going around. And that was like that was like yeah, of the yeah. time when they were writing the script and preparing the movie. And that was very real. And so and also, if you go back to Al Capone, Al Capone yeah. lived in a in famously in a hotel right and so people would often point to him living at the yeah. plaza hotel as part of the exaggeration but the plaza hotel actually i mean that's not that far you can see that they're definitely connecting it to al capone with that so yeah. um yeah. yeah so I, oh go ahead yeah i i agree with the the comparison yeah definitely and so so i think that um you know that I, the parts that maybe stick out is, and this might just be more from the time, and it just doesn't look like it. It doesn't look as natural to me anymore. But some of the ways that the gangsters are dressed sometimes looks a little bit 
too made for movies, if if that makes sense to to you. Like everybody's kind of dressed very similar. But yeah, I do. I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know much about gangster life in 1990s, so I don't know if they were <laughs> wearing those kind of hats and those kind of clothes. Um, and uh, so there is a there's a there's an element to it that looks stylistic, and I think that works. But I also feel like even though everything's very heightened, it does connect things that are real in the world. And the 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 violence in it, I thought was very well done. There's a scene where Christopher Walken kills one of the other bosses and it's kind of sudden and unexpected. Yeah. And then he gets like, he's really angry when he's doing it. Like you, it's like the first time you really see him get mad and you think maybe it's because he mentions the guy screwing people and like not being fair. And maybe he's just upset at him over that. Yeah. But maybe it's something deeper. You don't know. Um, and so, you know, I, I, yeah. I really like the movie. I think it's, uh, um, you know, like you guys were saying, it might not be quite at the bad lieutenant level of like mm -hmm. of all the movies that I've seen from him. But it's one of those movies that, number one, I always think of. And I don't know, it just it just has a real uh, even, I don't know. I just feel like it has a nice flow and and kind of it, even though there's a lot of violence, oh, and a yeah. lot of action. Yeah it takes its time. It's not like it's like rushing to the end or anything like that. And when it does crank up, it really <laughs> cranks up, but it still has time for like conversation yeah. pieces between the characters. But. Yeah, it's, it's a gem. Uh, the dialogue in it is really great. Um, it was written by uh, Nicholas St. Jock or what's that? Nicholas? Uh, hold on, I got it here. It's, uh, what is his name? Nicholas St. John. Right. St. Jock. I don't know why I said Jock, <laughs> but I guess it's the same. He, he uh, was a friend of Abel Ferrara as they went to school, elementary, Catholic school together. And so they knew each other a long time. They had a falling out after the making of the funeral. Oh, and really? That came out in 96. Did they ever reconcile yeah. or was it a permanent? Yeah. I think it I think they're done. I, I don't okay. think they'll ever work together again. You can see that Joe D'Elia will still work with him and um, uh, a Redmond guy who does editing sometimes. And there are other people, but uh, he lost most of his old crew. Um, okay. So, uh, cool. and, and it's complicated. It's part of the business. It's, there's always people being angry over money, things like that. I will say you can definitely see the Catholic. I mean, obviously, in all his movies, I feel like we've seen a lot of Catholicism. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but in, in oh, this yeah. one, like like there's 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 maybe more subtle forms of it. Like um, at least to, I mean, maybe this isn't subtle, but like at the end when he dies, there's the yeah. cross. There's like a rosary, but there's also a statue of Saint Michael, which I thought I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting because yeah. it's like. St. Michael casting the devil into hell, that was sort awesome. of a, you know? Yeah. Just really cool. And I'm sure there's more, like, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more like that. Cause I feel like anytime I've seen his movies, I start noticing these little things in the background <laughs> like that. But, but that was, I, I want, you know, we're going to talk yeah. about the cast and everything, but I do kind of want to talk about his death. Cause I really liked how that was handled. And I'm curious how you guys reacted to the yeah. death of the character and spoilers. He dies in the end. <laughs> not seen the movie. Um, yeah. 
that's that, that's pretty much that's par for the course yeah. though if you're watching yeah. one of his movies it's like oh ferrara oh yeah this character's gonna die <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess you're right <laughs> i i like movies where the characters die i find yeah, them very I, satisfying we talked about the priest with the circling the train genre is one of my favorites <laughs> well and it's also shakespearean there's like a yeah. shakespearean oh, yeah. quality yeah. to it yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely it's but what I liked about it was the way it's they kind of dramatic. hold their hand. It's sort of like you see that exchange in the subway car, and you don't see the shot <laughs> that actually gets him. And so you're not really sure until he's in the taxi. Yes. And the acting leading up to it is very, it's very well done because yeah. it, doesn't re- it doesn't tip you off as much as it could have that he's been shot and he's dying, you know? But it's, yeah. in retrospect, you can see it. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. Just his just uh, walking, just wordless expressions while he's sitting in the car. It's just it it it's it it is very emotional. It's very heavy. It's like yeah, you, I mean, well, even before you know he's dying, before yeah. you see the wound, it's like you know it's over for him. You know yeah. that this is the end. It's like it's it's yeah. just a matter yeah. of when. Then then you see the wound. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a fantastic scene. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also it's also nice because yeah, Ferrara it's kind does of what. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Oh, Ferrara, go ahead. Ferrara kind of makes you feel bad for a good guy. Uh, it makes you feel bad for a good guy, just like in the uh, Wild Bunch. He's complicated. Well, I feel like the all the characters when I think about it, I maybe with the exception of David Caruso, because he's kind of like the biggest jerk in the movie but even he has like moments do you know what i mean like he, i feel yeah. like if we were watching a movie about his character would yeah. be a lot more sympathetic because his goal was i'm just tired of these criminals getting away with crap all the time and it and it, it it's just because you're watching it from the other yeah. side it comes off as it, it, it is pretty fascinating that angle but it's well hard and to also say. In the interview that I saw with Ferrara, he does that he expresses that sentiment. It seems like he's almost taking the POV POV of um Caruso in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. he yeah. very kind when people would say, like, oh, they would try to frame Frank White as like a good guy, he would v- bristle at that suggestion. Um, and he would talk about sort of the working class dynamic of these gangsters that are like living it up and rich, and these cops that are not. I think, and I think most yeah. of the cops are sympathetic. I just think the Caruso one. <laughs> number one, he's racist, right? Like, there's like a, there's an element of racism, yeah. to the character. Oh. but number which is of the time, it makes sense for the character. But oh, there's definitely. also there's also the fact that he's like making out with the the bride at the wedding. You know, like yeah. it's not, not. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know he does. Ferrari does give him at the funeral scene. You really see Caruso's remorse there at the funeral he realizes that yeah doing this was a terrible yeah. thing and he got his friends killed by you know that, that he, it's like he was warned not to do this and he did it anyway and it all blew up i mean it, it's yeah. not it's not he's not framed as just a jerk cop or anything it's a no. very complicated portrait no and every character at least every character that's yeah. meaningful in the movie like obviously like a boss that gets killed in the first five minutes you might not have an in-depth <laughs> understand it but all the characters that kind of have that balance of you see the bad but you also see the good in them or you at least see the humanity of the character humanity, yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean ferrara is great for that he really is mm. he just he just there's just the depth of humanity to his movies that, well, that most things like lack. 
one that I really liked is the Lawrence Fishburne character. What was his name? Jim. uh, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Jimmy Jump. Jimmy Jump, yeah. Jimmy Jump. Great character. (laughs) There's one scene where he gets the chicken place and he gives the kids the quarter. And it's like, it tells you a lot about that character past and all these other things. And it's, yeah. it, 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 and and I don't know. And he's kind of like a character that you could have easily disliked because he's so, I don't know what the word is for what his character is, but he's just kind of obnoxious, <laughs> right? Like it's just his personality. But you end up kind of liking him more he's than funny, he funny though. He, he's smart. He's witty. He's pretty funny. That's true. Yeah, he's kind of got. Then like he gives those you. kids and that mom. Yeah, he gives them money too. Those kids. So yeah, I I have to say I wonder what is complicated. Yeah, I I wonder what his beef is with the people in the restaurant though. It's like he just comes in so aggressively at the people in the restaurant right away. It's like what is there a history? Like (laughs) yeah, I was wondering about that. Like it's it's cool. I like that. I like the mystery of it. It's it's it doesn't need to be explained, but it just gives depth to the movie. So. So here's my theory. So because he accuses them of like giving him cat even at one point, right? I think he's one of these people that's just like he doesn't want to be taken advantage of by anybody. And he just knows yeah. when he goes into a place like that, they're gonna take advantage of him. And then on <laughs> top of that, they like kick the kids off of the coin machine. So that really yeah. enrages him. At that him. point, at that yeah. point, yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah. Like, before that, it's like he's he's even he's even at their throats like before so, yeah. he gets yeah. off the machine, you know. Yeah, I do remember that thing with kids, kids, kids in arcade machines. It's like you'd always have like the little kid who didn't have quarters, but they were just there playing with a joystick, pretending they were playing the game. That was just a, a classic thing. But uh, uh, I'm doing also, it myself. The guy, the it was getting some, so bad shit. When you know, there's nobody there trying to play the machine anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, well, exactly. It's not like you know, I could see him kicking the kid off the machine if there was someone standing around. But yeah, it's just uh, place is empty. But I mean, we've kind of already gotten into it. But what about like the cast in this is obviously unique because it's a lot of actors everybody knows, but it's really before a lot of them are well known. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to talk about that at all. Yes, to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me get the yeah. list. The list and this I don't remember. Oh, you're only getting the list. It's interesting Chris. that Steve Buscemi has this small part in here because this is all 1990s the same year yeah. Miller's Crossing came out. He's got that one scene in Miller's Crossing that is absolutely like that is like this yeah. I I never forgot that guy after that scene. It was like, who is this guy? He is amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, so yeah, nineteen ninety yeah. Wesley Snipes, Lawrence Fishburne, David Caruso, Christopher Walken, and you know, other act like we didn't know who he was, but Victor Argo, who uh Matthew was telling us more about. And yeah. you know, it, but it's it, I don't know it's, yeah. it's just impressive because you're watching it and you watch the credits roll and you're like wait I don't remember Wesley Snipes being in this movie I don't believe, and it's just like name after name um, but also it's like they're kind of like not fully baked yet as <laughs> as figures in cinema so they like yeah. you see them in roles that you might not expect to see them in that kind of thing um, yeah I like, well Victor you forgot to bring up Victor Argo though I, I gotta think, say I think, I think Argo. What were you saying? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Argo was he, he was already on he, yeah, Argo was already well known, but the rest of them weren't really that well known. But uh yeah, Victor Argo, just the just you know, 
you don't see that much of his character in the movie, but it's like by the the scene in the subway. Well, the scene at his place where uh, where Frank's broken in, and the scene on the subway. It's just there is just this feeling of so many things the movie doesn't ever explain to that. Well, it's you, like it is you just know, a great performance. You, you know, he has a heart condition <laughs> or something, right? Because he's always taking those pills, and he is always showing yeah. some kind of discomfort. Something's going on in his body that's bothering him. I yeah. assume those are like like you know pills for a heart condition or something um yeah. and uh and also like you were saying like you like that that's even the scene in the subway cart like when he dies there's this like resignation in the way he dies that i thought was uh kind of moving a little bit like i, I it, it wasn't yeah. allowed it was like the opposite of um lawrence fishburne's death you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> which is like one of the more wild ones in the movie yeah right? like that's like that and that's kind of how i want that guy to go out i want him to I, go was out, actually like, screaming and like resisting yeah. that you know uh, yeah but yeah yeah his death is dignified <laughs> yeah it was, it was i don't know it was very also that scene where um where lawrence fishburne gets killed i thought that was a cool scene in general just like with the location that they picked it just has it's like yeah. this hellish landscape under a bridge and yeah. you know like uh and initially he has you like, want to end your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool because Fishburne has the upper hand and then he loses it. There's so much stuff that goes on in that scene. Yeah. You know, then Caruso's trying to help <laughs> Wesley Snipes, who's been, he's been shot like directly in the center of the chest. He's like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, bad. It could not be worse. It's bad, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like I doing your magic where the heart is. Breathing. I was like, yeah. he's got a bullet in his lungs. Yeah. I don't, I don't think breathing is gonna happen. <laughs> but, uh, but that, but that scene just really <laughs> stuck out at me. The way, like, uh, and again, and that's also where I think, as they, you know, like uh, he mentioned that the Terminator was an influence. On, like, I guess what happened was they saw the Terminator, and that's kind of what sparked <laughs> the idea. And you watch the movie, you're like, wait, where the hell is the Terminator almost? But then you go to that scene and you're like, oh, this scene is like clearly yeah. got Terminator vibes to it. But yeah. because it works, because it's, I don't know if it's yeah. an instruction site or what, you don't even think about that. And so, and it, it, it makes, and it seems to invoke a more hellish <laughs> concept than like a post-apocalyptic one. So I can see if we're looking for Terminator uh, influences too, I feel the car chase scene in this yeah. has is very similar to the car chase scene in the Terminator. Yeah. It has a similar energy yeah. to it. <laughs> it's funny in the interview because he goes, yeah, We saw the Terminator for like so this is what people want. This is what this is what's hot now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's the, the, you know, the fact that I can say his car chase scene was similar to the one Cameron did, it's like that's a compliment. That's uh yeah. And I guess a lot of night something. scenes, right? Like most of the scenes <laughs> take place at night in the similar yeah. type of way. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean true. the story yeah. is just so different that you would just know. Oh yeah, story wise, but no, it's it's more yeah, I, I, it's more <laughs> atmospheric and uh, thematic than anything to do with the plot. But uh, I guess too we can talk about the uh, mm -hmm. the Robin Hood aspect. The um, I want to build a hospital <laughs> part of the movie that is threaded throughout, and also mm -hmm. you know he he mentions a lot like how he's doing good. You know, not only is he doing good, but we see him in like one scene where kids try to rob him, and you know he shows his gun so that they don't. They don't do anything, but then he gives them the money and tells them to come to the Plaza Hotel if they want work. 
but you know, obviously <laughs> what he recruits is he's like I don't know, he's nice <laughs> to people that are, you know he's he's sort of like a reverse Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like he's right, you know? <laughs> reverse if Jesus. If Jesus yeah, were yeah. a gangster, I feel like this is how yeah. he would operate. Like that kind of sort of you know yeah, yeah. Just diffusing. It's, it's, weaponry in that way. <laughs> it's, it's 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 difficult i mean it is yeah. interesting because it's difficult to say from what we see in this movie how accurate it is that he is a you know as how 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 you know how good is he versus how bad is he we never yeah. quite get enough of a portrait to truly say for sure and on one yeah. level that's a frustrating thing about the movie but it, it does and, and ultimately, that's probably deliberate. I mean, if, if he if he if he kind of made it clear one way it, or the other, I feel like it is. <laughs> well, it's also like, uh, yeah, his whole character is very enigmatic yeah. in general. Like just the way yeah. his expressions, you never quite like his expressions are always charming and they always seem to mean something, yeah. but you're never a hundred percent sure <laughs> what they mean, right? So, well, it's the the, the triad guy says it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I yeah, talking to you just reminds me how crazy you are, or whatever he says. I forget the exact. Yeah, no, it's something like, that. like that's that's a completely accurate, <laughs> accurate observation. <laughs> No, and Ferrara did say in that interview. Yeah, yeah, that was Larry. That was okay, and that guy was in uh, China Girl too, right? I think. Um, but he was an interesting character because he yeah, was. Yeah, that's into, Joey uh, Chin. Yeah, that's Joey Chin. He he was uh, he was into like vintage horror movies, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, like, that was like, a watching nice Nosferatu, and then he's got yeah, and then, like yeah. Frankenstein was coming up. Now. That was kind of a nice little characterization for a really small part in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um and uh yeah but well there's but, an there's another one when uh he gets when he's bleeding to death at the end of the movie that's actually kind of there's a fritz lang movie that has that scene in it too because a guy gets shot uh by one of dr mabuza's men in heavy traffic in berlin and the guy even shoots him chicago style he crooks his arm and then he shoots from it. Yeah, you guys are from like Chicago. It, yeah, so like, I need the uh, I need the information on this on Chicago style. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so, but you're saying that scene was like a direct reference. So, but there is a there's a. Yeah, definitely. He he definitely saw the Doctor Mabuza a testament of Doctor Mabuza. 1933 it's that's a great movie actually and it's it's very much like a gangster film you know yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's interesting there's one scene that i feel reminded me of another movie but they must be references to other movies to bring up miller's crossing again which came out the same year there's the part the part near the end where Frank goes into the uh, the cops' apartment. Well, he's when he's waiting in the apartment for him, where he comes in, he's sitting in the chair there. It is so much like the scene <laughs> in Miller's Crossing where Tom comes home and Bernie mm. Birnbaum is waiting in the chair I, for him. And I'm like, like, I've seen I'm like, a lot of classic movies that have. Yeah, that. there's there's frames so similarly. I'm like, what is the movie they're both riffing on? Because these movies came out the same year. They're not. They're not influencing each other. It's it can't. It's impossible. So I, I, I just like, oh, what is that? But uh, I don't know. Just an observation. Of, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he does. Oh, go ahead. Film time. 
yeah, he he references old Hollywood gangster movies from time to time. He's he's said so in uh, said so in interviews. Yeah, my my wife's on an old movie kick because we live in an old house, so she's convinced that the ghosts that live here would want us to watch old movies, and so I may start <laughs> watching some classic gangster movies. I'm only seeing like a handful of the big ones, so like the old old ones. You know what I mean? But uh, that would probably help inform. Oh yeah. Some of the viewing um but uh yeah i guess back to the robin hood thing i, I agree with you adam because I, I in the interview he said um the woman called frank white an angel and his exact quote was i don't see how you can call frank white an angel saying you're going to build a hospital and building a hospital are two completely different things and so mm -hmm. i think that i think that 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 sort of gulf between all of the aspirations we see him having and his achievements creates that ambiguity that makes the film work where it's like well how good is this guy really and yeah you know, there's not really an answer um and it's funny because on <laughs> online a lot of people call him like a, a socialist mobster is kind of like the uh, the the description of him because he comes out with all these lofty ideas about uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh and also i mean there's other things too where he's like i think I feel, yeah. oh, go ahead Oh, I think he's just a very intelligent politician. Mm. I agree with that because I feel like in um, in that in that ending scene Adam was talking about, he kind of compares himself to these much worse gangsters who are mm -hmm. like you know doing really atrocious things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it is kind of like, well, yeah, I'm bad. Like I just killed somebody, but look over here, this guy's like you know he just beat his mother up and murdered her. So that's far worse. Do you really you know it's him or me? You know, and it's it is kind of like a political rationalizing of the uh, of what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah. also we do see him. He's always living it up. He's always you know you know at the, at the Plaza Hotel. He's always like schmoozing. He's he's going out to like you know theater performances and he's always in a stretch limo and all these things so you know uh he he as much as he's talking about all this stuff he is living like this really extravagant lifestyle at the same time um but uh so i guess that brings us to the next question yeah that we brought up before the podcast which does this movie glorify the gangsters is it a glamorous depiction of gangs and gang violence it, it it is to an extent in the standpoint. No. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's. But I mean, you do have to admit a lot of people were able to watch it that way because that is you know most people I would hear talking about this movie in the '90s would talk about like the awesome action and blah 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 blah. I mean, so there I I don't think yeah. it, it is glamorizing. I don't think it's the intent, but it is it is a movie where people can watch it that way and enjoy it in that, that respect, but. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's complicated. No, I mean, I think I think it does to, in the same way that like it's, yeah, it's more face, ambiguous. Uh, yeah, I like I think the message is yeah. not gangster being a gangster is good, but I mean, there's obviously a glamour to the movie. I don't think that that necessarily is bad though, because I want a movie to kind of glamorize some of these things to make it visually compelling to. Well, it is glamorous to an extent to pretend yeah. there's no glamour. Yeah. Partying. I mean, it's like, yeah, you could make a moralistic. We're going to make a movie showing the sins of being a gangster. That's going to be a tough lesson for everyone. It's like, well, that's 
that that doesn't tend to lead to good filmmaking in my experience no and also it's 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 not yeah. doesn't match real life because in real life no. you see people that are breaking the law that you know are living you know a very extravagant lifestyle or corrupt politicians or whatever it is and so i yeah. think that well, it's, uh, it's it's like you know it's like when people are educating you know going anti-drug education it's like you if you're pretending it's not fun well you've you've lost your audience body because people know that people have fun on drugs at times so it's and, uh, and i think it's one of the things i like about the movie and about christopher walken's performance is like the fun element like it's obviously yeah. not it's not a fun movie like i wouldn't say hey you got to watch king of new york it's a fun movie describe it to people but like his character seems like he's having fun in between these bouts of very serious sort of introspection that he has there's like a a whimsy and a fun about his character you know he likes to dance you know and that's part of his his being a good politician thing is he's a fun you know assuming he's not shooting you he's a good fun person to be around it's like oh i i can see why people follow him he's Mm. uh he's he's convincing as a as a leader for that reason yeah, he has, he has to seduce people. Yeah, yeah. But no. also, I guess the question is how much of that is, like, how much of the loyalty is just him doing that and how much of it is, because, like, I feel like the, the relationship between him and Lawrence Fishburne, that feels like a real, like, like, like the whole thing where, like, Fishburne didn't want to go visit him in prison because he didn't want to see him in a cage. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was, like, a level of respect he had for him that uh, was pretty high yeah. Yeah. um I, I thought that was a pretty good line too just that idea oh, yeah. of like i didn't want to see you yeah again. um but, yeah it, it is interesting too because at that point in the movie you're not really quite concrete on what people's relationships are so it's like it's genuinely like are you know is this a real answer but yeah by the end of the movie i'm like yeah i totally i totally believe yeah because that, that could have ended in gunfire that scene like when you yeah were- like, is this going to end up with them fighting yeah. each other? Because there's yeah. tension in the air. And the fact, Fishburne wasn't a big star back then, so it's not like, oh, they wouldn't bring him into the movie to kill him off in one scene. It's it's like, oh, yeah, they could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting moment. It's like this energy. It's yeah, like well, we were just we just watched scary. Fishburne just just kill off another uh, another guy. The previous, the last, the last guy he went to, he suddenly pulled out his gun and shot. <laughs> so it's like, is this gonna gonna repeat? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I guess you know, what about the visual elements of the movie? Um, I, and again, this is not quite my area, but I feel like this movie definitely looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. And so. You know, and it's and some of the scenes are very striking. Looking. It's kind of what? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's the lighting, everything. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. It didn't Abel Ferrara kind of like disavow the glossiness of this movie at one point, or I I I thought I saw that somewhere. When yeah. I saw, um, which I thought was kind of interesting because his yeah, other movies are more grainy. They're they're like more grainy and kind of. Uh, I don't know the the film like there's sometimes great great cinema, cinematography but it's done in a different way, um, at least in the ones I've seen. Um, uh, it's the deep. It's the guy who did the photography, uh, uh, Bojan Bozelli. He he's uh, he also shoots up in Canada. He shot some of the masters of horror episodes. 
So he's, you know, he has a specific look. It, uh, when you work with other people, it has another look. Mm. I mean, I like the look of the movie. I like the... Um... I, one thing that I that, that I was attracted to with it is the way that it kind of shows this yawning architecture that the characters all kind of live under, yeah, like throughout yeah. the movie, not just at the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. prison. Like when they're driving under the bridge, you see like all the beams, and it's kind of like it's kind of like if you live in a city and you feel trapped in the ecosystem yeah. of that city. You know, it was yeah. Yeah, I like I like uh, it, it is it is a nice touch. I mean, it's 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 obvious, but I, I like the way midway through the movie he talk he's looking over the skyline. I think he's referring to going to prison. How it's like you look at something and you don't realize it's going to be the last time you look at it. And then they they go back to that right before he goes on his last spree there at <laughs> the end. We just see him looking across the river at the city. It's yeah. like he's like he's just like, yep, this is the last time yeah. I'm going to look at the skyline. It's a uh, yeah that that was that's, good that's, to see. That was a yeah. I like to have a sense of like I have a limited amount of time to do what I want to do. Like he knows his time yeah. is limited. He's he's um, spending his his last move right yeah. there. That's uh, and also the, the scene. I think I think it was the cover of the video cassette at West Coast. I don't know, but I, I, this is what I remember: the scene where he's looking through the glass of the of the of the hotel window. Yeah, and yeah. the city reflected. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Also, the hair. What about the hair? He's got that's like got to be the most distinctive hairstyle in a gangster. I, I'm struggling to come up with a <laughs> example. Maybe Pauly from The Sopranos has a equally, you know, unusual yeah, yeah. sort of Phil Spector level uh, hair. But uh, well, I, I uh, like the look. It's, uh, it's, he's got weird. He's got a weird hairline. Yeah, Christopher Walken already does have weird hair, right? Like that's kind of already going on with yeah them. uh but this just even takes it up to another level i don't know what they're doing with it. it's like it's like it's like it's like a it's like if you comb your hair back maybe instead they're combing it all up is what it looks like it's just going yeah. all north yeah we need to bring in a hairstylist yeah, it looks on the like his, the right side of his head is a explode you know what i think yeah, that's yeah. another his head's exploding. that's what it I looks like I think it's another Terminator connection. There, it's like an exaggerated flat top that, like Arnold had in the Terminator. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I don't know. Visually, I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. I think I think we've covered most most of our talking points. Did anybody have anything that they wanted to mention about the movie before we, uh, you know, give any final thoughts on it? Uh, I, I think it's a good it's like like Ms. 45 it's 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 social document of time uh, as mm -hmm. far as I can see you know yeah I kind of feel I like I always looked at it as almost this. keep going keep going yeah, it's like it's like journalism it's like journalism almost and in those days before the internet it was almost like another form of journalism like another layer yeah, you got a lot of your information from movies or the news, really. So, yeah, and there was no yeah. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah. No, I, I, I feel like I'll enjoy this movie time. even more the second time too, because uh, it's. I, I feel like once you kind of, so now, now I'm kind of aware of the themes of the movie. I feel like watching it from the beginning and kind of feel knowing where it's going is actually going to make it more interesting than it was the first time.
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a stylish, yeah. like really well done gangster. Yeah. It's movie. like yeah. the performance from Christopher Walken. It's it's worth yeah. it alone. If if you want to see a good Christopher Walken performance, this is the one to watch. Um, yeah, because it's really amazing. And I don't think we even yeah, didn't even get definitely. into it. <laughs> uh, but uh, and also like the violent, the violence in it is uh, it's it's got that like. Tarantino, and this is before Tarantino, but it's got that the stuff that when people say they want like a Tarantino kind of '90s gangster thing, it's got it's got the stuff that you would, uh, you know, in, that you would enjoy if you enjoyed those kind of movies. Um, yeah, and I don't know, it's just yeah, it, it, it's it's also just this weird movie where the slow parts are actually more engaging to me sometimes than the the more uh, action. Yeah, <laughs> it, the action is great, but yeah. I, really, I really like the slow, the slower portions of the movie because I think I liked the characters a lot, and I like yeah. watching the characters sort of unfold on screen. So, um, you know, I, there's I no think it, dead space in this movie. There's no point in the movie where I'm like, okay, you know, we're yeah. waiting for. It's it's very very strong in that respect. Yeah, and also one thing I did want to mention is um, yeah, that's the scene where the cops stage the drug deal where they attack him and try to kill him and take him out that's yeah. a that was one of the most spectacular yeah. moments in the, the way and the way <laughs> that they told you they were going to do it and you didn't yeah. know what was happening until the cops mask comes off i, I, I <laughs> say it totally caught me by surprise even though yeah. you knew i didn't think that was the cops I, yeah. Yeah. it's a cop it's yeah, like <laughs> it's like Carlito's way. They show you the end, and then when the end happens, you're like, "Wait a second! Is this is this really happening?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that that to me, that's like when a, when a director can do that. That's like oh, like that's like the the highest level of of like just knowing how to give you information exactly so that you're still taken by surprise, but it's not like a trick, you know. It's, it is a tr it's yeah. a magic trick, but it's a very well performed magic trick. But what I mean but, is, it's uh, fair. Like they gave. <laughs> I, you I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. He, didn't, he did not yeah. cheat. Yeah, there are. There's lots of ways where people do things like that, where they just hide the information. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like yeah, it's like, it's, but like you said, it is a magic trick in that, like you, you know, they're they're they somehow pull the wool over your eyes about it, but it's like, you feel like you shouldn't have been just like, like, and also the way they punctuate it. So <laughs> the guy's mask gets pulled off and then his head gets smashed. into smashed. A fire Like in the most brutal death of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that that's is, pretty, uh, pretty rough. Amazing. So, and also that guy that chose There's the right. There's a lot of stuff. The, 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 the groom from the wedding. So yes. Got his whole yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah that's that. terrible that was terrible uh, uh i see a lot of orson welles in this movie i see a lot of, I, I lot of his style of by the time i was a kid my familiarity with orson welles was mostly him appearing in documentaries about nostradamus and <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah and then it was like years later, it's like, oh, he's this great filmmaker. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that documentary was a cable cable uh, standard in the 80s. Yeah. I've seen that many times. Well, you know what it was? Yes. Those were Halloween. It's quality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I guess anyways, we'll, uh, you know, we can we can close it here. It's, a, it's you know, uh, it's 1990. I think it's available on uh, for free on Prime, right? Like if you have Prime, you can watch yeah. it for free. 
So definitely yeah. worth checking out. It's um, also on UHD. What's UHD? Oh, you mean ultra high definition? Four K. Yeah, four K. Super yeah. Blu-rays. Yep. Yeah, my 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 yeah. equipment hasn't caught up with that yet. So whenever I watch ultra high definition, I'm probably not getting the full experience. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, King of New York, 1990, Abel Ferrara, and we'll probably be on. I think we're gonna do. Are we doing China Girl next? Is that our next uh, movie? Sure. So we'll we'll be on. We're going in reverse. Great. Yeah, because we can watch them kind of going backwards. You know, like <laughs> we already did Miss Forty Five, yeah. so we can't we can't yeah, go into that but, all the way back. Uh, but anyways, all right. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you go, and until next time, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>